Greetings, welcome to this episode of our mini-series How Talent Acquisition Works, an Inside View. I'm Anthony Haynes, I'm Communications Director of FJ Wilson Talent Services. Now, throughout this series, we'll be seeking to shed light on what goes on within a talent agency with the aim of helping our stakeholders, organisations and individuals to develop a perspective on how to work with a talent agency most effectively. The series explores the talent acquisition process from the perspective of each of the roles involved. So for the most part, the series is arranged by role with an interview for each of the major roles involved in the process. This episode is devoted to exploring the role of resourcing partner. And I'm delighted to say I have with me someone who is in that role and does that, performs that role every day. And her name is Maria McNiven. So welcome, Maria. Thank you very much, Anthony. Now, resourcing partner, I think the phrase is pretty well known within the recruitment industry and actually not very well known at all outside recruitment. And I'm sure there'll be listeners thinking, what's a resourcing partner? So could I ask you particularly about the purpose? What What's the purpose of a role of resourcing partner? What's it designed to achieve? Um, I would say in general, so in a general scope, it's designed to kind of obviously find the right talent um, mm-hmm. and find the right people and match them to the organizations that you're working with. Uh, but there's other aspects to it as well, which are mainly around kind of working with different stakeholders and building relationships with them. And in particular, we're, we're, we're looking at the role in general, but in, in particular, the, the business of what we call screening, which again is a, a, a term that not everyone will understand. So perhaps I could just push you a bit on that. Like what, what's the what's screening part of the uh, job designed to do? Yeah, so the screening part of the job is mainly just designed to get a better feel for the candidate. So it's a mm. discussion that we have with all the candidates to see if the job is right for them in terms of obviously the basic hygiene factors like location, salary, but mm. also in terms of culture um, and whether or not it would be a great fit for them as well in terms of what they're looking for. Yeah. Okay. And thank you. So what, what about, uh, I'm interested in what you actually do. Uh, you've given us a good description of what, what what the aim is, what the purpose is, but I'm interested in how you spend your time. What sort of actions do you find you're you're actually performing during a working day? So, what what are the kind of typical, you know, very common things that you have to do to fulfil your job? Yeah. So, I mean, throughout the day, I'm obviously speaking a lot with candidates, whether over the phone or video call. And um, video mm. calls are great because obviously you get a much better feel for the other person and their personality. And other than that, it's a lot of kind of note-taking and communicating with the team to make sure everyone's on the same page about how the vacancies are going. So the screening calls are a big part of my day and then some administrative tasks as well. The note taking is crucial, isn't it? Because otherwise, it just the knowledge just resides in your your head, uh, and it's not great for teamwork. Uh, Let me push you a little bit about uh, in terms of this question of what you actually do. So, a screening interview is where we've identified someone who we think might be a suitable candidate for a specific role. What actually goes on in the interview? What 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 does that comprise? 
Yeah, so in the interview, the first things we like to get through are the deal breakers, or what we call the deal breakers, mm-hmm. which are the basic things like, is the location right for you? Can you commute here realistically? Um, is the salary right for you? So if those are all okay, because obviously there's not really any point in going forward if one of those mm-hmm. isn't okay, then we get more into kind of the candidate's background and mainly their drivers for leaving where they are now, mm-hmm. what they're looking for, even in terms of culture or how their next role, how they want it to contribute to their career journey. I'm interested that you mentioned culture because um, I th- I'm struck at FJ Wilson about how often that enters our conversations between team members. So often there isn't really kind of any explicit guidance from the employer on cultural fit but it matters a heck of a lot some people suit certain organizations and some don't yeah now your stakeholders are the clients particularly the hiring managers in the hr department and also the job seekers and the candidates the individuals and uh, i think we both know that sometimes they don't always make life easy for us but often often they do and there's a lot of good practice out there from people who understand how the process works so let me ask you what is it that our stakeholders can do to support the process and help to ensure that it all works effectively and we get the best possible outcomes for everyone um i think the biggest thing here would be transparency Mm-hmm. especially from the beginning. Um, so, for example, if we're speaking with a client about what kind of candidate they're looking for, it makes it infinitely easier for us if we have kind of straightforward communication about what yeah. they expect um, in terms of even just what sort of organizations they come from and their background, kind of location and hours. Again, it comes back to the transparency because then mm-hmm. it avoids – mismatches in the future and problems becoming bigger than they should later on in the process. Yes. I've noticed, um, for instance, that um, sometimes there isn't a sort of lack of, uh, there isn't full transparency about, well, how many days a week do you have to be in the office? Yeah. Um, And and sometimes people are a bit undecided about that. Yeah. Um, what, What about on the part of the individuals, the candidates or the prospective candidates that you're screening what what can they do to help help you make the best decisions well again it's about being as honest as possible so on the candidate side i guess it's really helpful if we know exactly what they're looking for and what Mm. they expect from the next move that they're going to make so again yeah i mentioned culture so some people for example um, are more comfortable in larger teams or working yes. in large corporate environments, and some people like the smaller kind of um, more intimate environments at work. So that's again a really really good thing to know because you don't want to get all the way through the process and have the yeah. candidate be unhappy with where they are and their environment. And yeah. so it's good to nip that in the bud from the beginning. Yeah, that's a crucial thing, isn't it? Because different different sizes of organisations definitely have a different uh, feel to them, and um, not every size suits every every kind of person. Thank you. What about the skills? I mean, in in your role, you actually have to use a multitude of skills, but perhaps I, you could just uh, highlight perhaps one or two of them for us, and and just tell us what what are the skills that you're finding that you're using a lot, that you're developing a lot, and are really you know, really uh, crucial to fulfilling your role? Sure, yeah. Um, Well, first and foremost, I would say 
people skills. So being able to build relationships with people and mm. kind of being a good judge of character is huge. Mm. Um, because a lot of it, a lot of the time isn't about whether or not you get on with someone. It's about kind of matching mm. their personality and their needs with that of the client. Yes. So it's crucial to have these people skills to kind of get past your own biases and make a good match. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would say another one would be, again, being proactive. So trying yeah. to deal with a potential issue before it happens yes. and it turns into a bigger issue. So that's definitely been a big development for me. Um, yes. Just kind of thinking, being forward thinking and seeing things before they happen and trying to maintain that control. I remember a long time ago that we were working on several roles simultaneously through an employer, and we'd made a decision, a strategic decision, that we were going to fill work on some of them to get candidates first and then leave one of them till a bit later in the process. But we, we never actually explained that to the employer. And so we were sending CVs for sort of three of the roles. And then they started getting a bit jumpy and a bit edgy and saying, well, what about the fourth one? You haven't sent, you know, haven't you got anyone for that yet? And actually, it was all under control. It was all going according to plan. But I didn't blame the employer at all because actually we hadn't really, we hadn't actually said, look, this is the way we're doing it. <laughs> we haven't sent you any CVs on this, but that, that's okay. We haven't started on that bit yet. Um, and so that was a classic example of, you know, taught me how, how one needs to be proactive and not wait until someone gets a bit anxious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Maria, thank you very much. You've given us great insight into uh, what it is you do and what it actually feels like to do that. So I'm very, very grateful for your guidance on that. So let me say thank you very much. Thank you for appearing on the show. Of course. Thank you so much. This podcast is produced by Dr. Bart Hallmark. The music's by Harry Chalmers and the podcast is published by FJ Wilson Talent Services. If you'd like to contact us about the services we offer, we offer recruitment services, we offer talent development services to help you develop the talent you already have on your staff and we also offer coaching to help develop individuals. If you'd like to contact us about our services, you're of course very welcome to. And the best way to do that is via our website, which has a very easy uh, URL. It's simply all lowercase, fjwilson.com. That's all one word, fjwilson, fjwilson.com. Hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.